What's up, all of you podcast party people? It's me, Jessica Taylor, your wannabe reality TV therapist. Welcome to Casually Concerned. In today's episode, I'll be pondering what we consider conflicts with our partners or people we cohabitate with as adults. This could mean roommates, fiancés, husbands, wives, cats, whatever that looks like, maybe just your kids. Are you a nitpicker? Do you choose your battles? Or do you just internally shut down and get super passive aggressive like me? Let's talk about it. So, every once in a while, we all get a particular kind of pit in our stomachs. It could be you're waiting in anticipation of something, maybe you don't like the way someone speaks to you, or you're caught doing something you shouldn't. Speaking of this feeling, being caught. This is a tangent, but stay with me. I know Dirty Dancing is apparently a cult classic, but honestly, this is the one movie that I cannot ever watch in its entirety because it makes me cringe. I can't even watch it by myself. I'm scared that the spirits or the universe or a neighbor is seeing me watch this cringy movie. I have a perpetual pit in my stomach whenever someone mentions it or when I'm listening to like smooth drive home. I actually, I don't know <laughs> that that's what it's called, but the station that you would hear, she's like the wind. So the part of the end where Patrick Swayze jumps off the stage like, snapping his fingers and biting his lip to go save baby from the corner, I can literally feel that feeling now. This pit in the stomach is also a feeling that all of you have probably had at one point in time when you were younger. You're watching something innocent on TV, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, your parents come in, and someone's taking off their shirt, or it's a sex scene. It's that cringe. But I digress. When we get this feeling, this stomach feeling— What's really happening is our internal system body alarms are going off, cueing us to feel some type of way. We can't really recognize what the feeling is, but it's off. We can't put our finger on it. We might respond by reacting irrationally or avoiding said conflict. And the reason I said said conflict is because we all assume that difficult conversations or reactions equate to conflict, but they don't. There's a buildup. Your body knows, your mind knows, We know when these levels arise and when we're being triggered. When we approach these difficult experiences, assuming that it's conflict, we're choosing to create a battle that doesn't need to be fought. I've been paying attention to these conflicts that come up in session with clients in regard to their relationships with their partners or times that I might get the feeling in my stomach. For example, earlier this week, I looked down at the sink and saw two of Nate's facial hairs. He knows how I like the sink. Human hair, gross. Cat hair, no problemo. Load it up. I know how much he hates when I put a small piece of half-eaten chicken in the largest possible size Tupperware container. We all do these things. We all think about the things that our partners or the people we cohabitate with do. In other words, their quirks, habits, patterns of behavior that really grind our gears. Oftentimes, in my sessions with couples or individuals that are in a relationship, the main conflicts that arise begin as a simple disagreement or an irritation that we have a hard time letting go. I decided to pull some friends and my Instagram buddies by asking them, what are the frequent arguments or negative interactions that you have with your partner, big or small? I am happy to report that I received over 100 responses. That was amazing. What is even more amazing, but also insane, is that 90 of those were all from women. Ladies, what does that say about us? Are we just more aware of what is going on? Or are we just more critical and high maintenance? Men, what does that say about you? 
Are you a perfect specimen or do you just not want to spend your time complaining? Either way, this imbalance and responsiveness to these questions means something in and of itself. So let's go over this list. I've narrowed it down to the three most popular. The biggest area of contention or disagreement is in the kitchen. So first of all, the the idea of doing dishes, how they're done, but I got a ton of responses about the idea of leaving a pan in the sink to soak. Okay, yes, pans need to soak, that is a real thing, but I guess they don't need to soak for over 18 hours. In regards to the kitchen, when one person is organized and another isn't, this becomes a really big issue. For example, Nate keeps the cupboard super organized, but I'm short and I'm lazy and I don't feel like getting a step stool, so he puts all of the delicious snacks on the highest shelf. So to get things down, I grab a set of tongs to get them down, and when I'm done, I literally just throw them up in the air hoping they'll land on a particular part of the cabinet. So when one person is organized and the other isn't, that creates huge conflict. Number two in the kitchen. As an adult, it's really, really hard to actually put in effort to make a full meal. And when that's done, there's a lot of dishes. Maybe someone cooks, maybe someone cleans. But going through the process of cleaning up dinner in the kitchen while packaging leftovers, what if you both need the sink? What if you have a small kitchen? Nate yells, get out of my galley. Not being able to clean up simultaneously seems like a lack of patience on both ends. I want to get on to my next relaxing activity or stupid show, and so does he. Finally, in the kitchen, the big dishwasher debate. I load the dishwasher however I want. No more I'm a reason except for the place where the silverware goes. Nate would rather hand wash. I hate hand washing dishes. Moving along to the second most popular conflict. Clothes and the bedroom. Leaving dirty clothes beside the hamper. This is pure laziness, but I can see how people can build up frustration with one another. I will let my laundry pile up larger than the height of my bed, but it's on my side of the room, so who cares, right? My issue is folding and putting away laundry, but no amount of wrinkle guard will ever spruce up a shirt that's been sitting in Clothes Mountain for four days. Washing clothes, but no one else's. This obviously applies when you have kids. I don't know about you guys, but I wouldn't expect my partner to want to touch anything of mine and vice versa. The third most popular area of conflict is how we all close down the house before bed. That could be locking doors and windows, maybe even shutting the curtains. I can admit I have big time safety awareness issues. I'm the type of person that leans over someone's shoulder on the metro to ask them what they're reading while my purse is completely open. I do think that if we're prompted to agree on committing to changing a behavior, it should be those that directly involve our safety or if it costs us money. All right, so those are the three big ones, but here are some pretty funny and common honorable mentions. Time spent on the phone. Being too loud. This one cracks me up. Nate will frequently tell me that I'm talking too loud. Okay, not frequently, but I would say once a week. (laughs) Uh, News alert. Beep, 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 beep. You're literally marrying Mrs. Talking Too Loud. A couple of people said literally things everywhere. I don't know about you guys, but I drive very differently when I'm on my own versus when other people are in the car. Ugh, bathroom issues. This one is so hard. I wish I could look at every mark or fleck, (laughs) gross, in the toilet and say, that's mine. No, that's Nate's. That's my fleck. But if I choose to clean the bathroom because it grosses me out first, (laughs) then I think that the partner should have to do something equally big. 
Yes, we're all different and we all have different proclivities. First and foremost, all of us have a lazy part within us. Sometimes it's stronger, sometimes it's not. Being lazy isn't a bad thing, but getting into the pattern of being lazy is a bad thing. These differences have always been here, but they've become more obvious as we're adults because we were all raised differently. We all came from different places, different ways of life, different values. And then once we leave, we create new patterns being on our own. Then we get used to routines that suit us. Then we bring two individuals together that have years of doing all of the things that they've done in the way that they've always wanted to do them. In order to move past some of the stuff that creates that sweet, sweet taste of resentment, we need to come to some terms with the isms that exist. Isms are not a character flaw. Isms are behaviors. Behaviors can be learned, behaviors can be unlearned. Just because your partner did his laundry and not yours doesn't mean he doesn't respect or care about you. Maybe it just means he was lazy and didn't feel like doing more than he wanted in that moment. We all have an inner child. And sometimes being an adult is too hard and we'd rather pretend like we're a kid and do as little as possible. Just because I see body hair that isn't mine doesn't mean Nate sprinkled it there on purpose. In order to move past these interactions, we first need to not assume that someone's behavior is indicative of their character. Making assumptions based on someone's behavior is a really dangerous pattern because what we do is personalize something or give life to something that doesn't need to be there. If we held on to all of the things that disappointed us or didn't go the way we wanted, we would all be miserable human beings. And that's what happens when we don't address these conflicts that we experience on a daily basis. So if you don't like the way your partner does the dishes, just break all the dishes and just throw them out. If she leaves her undies and socks everywhere, uh -huh, put them on her pillow. Just kidding. We need to communicate about these things, no matter how big or small, because if we don't, our assumptions will just create a false narrative. Guys, I hope the rest of your day is filled with more smiles and frowns. As usual, Casually Concerned is brought to you by me, Jessica Taylor. This episode was produced in partnership with Oh It's Big Ron Studios. You can follow Ronald on Instagram at Oh It's Big Ron Studios, and you can also follow me on Instagram at the Casually Concerned Podcast. If you want to help the show grow, and you should, please go to Apple Podcasts and give Casually Concerned a five-star rating. This helps new listeners to discover the show, and it also inflates my ego. Tune in next time on Casually Concerned, because guys, if it's worth thinking about, it's worth talking about. Tune in next time. Tune in next time. <laughs> with our partners or people we cohabitate with okay you're right hey there all you podcast <laughs> I'm gonna say it like that instead <laughs> okay hey there <laughs>